Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Hey guys, on today's show, we're going to be talking about four easy family time ideas for fun and for meaningful connection. So stick around. Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users, or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway, to the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down, and who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decisions you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, today is August the 18th and you have reached Things You Should Know podcast and I'm your host Kelly and it's my pleasure as always to welcome you in to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a great week. We're in the middle of the week. Today's a Wednesday and uh, hadn't been too bad, you know, thinking positive thoughts, being optimistic and uh, looking forward to uh, next few very productive days. And a great weekend. I don't have to travel this weekend, so I'm looking forward to being home getting caught up on some projects around the house. And I hope you guys are set up for a great weekend as well. Today, you picked a great time to be with me on the podcast because we're going to be talking about something that's very important, something that's very close to my heart, and that is family time. And specifically, we're talking about how to connect, make meaningful connections with our family. I'm going to give you four ways to do it. But I'm also going to give you some articles that I research that list different ways, uh, as many as 52 in order to in order to, to get this done. I apologize. You can hear I'm in the studio and I didn't have my cell phone turned off there. But uh, that's what's happening when we're recording live. <laughs> so welcome aboard. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you. Uh, we are always excited to have new listeners. We're on show 77. So you've got uh, 76 other podcasts to go and bench after you listen to this one. Those of you who have been with the podcast since day one, welcome back. And thank you guys for supporting the podcast. It really means a lot to us. I wanted to bring this content to you today because 
uh, of a number of things. Number one, family is very important to me. And I, I know we all are different, but I think on some level, whether it is the family you were born into or the family that you've created, family structure and family uh, is important to us. We're people and we are social and family is important, uh, whether it is your natural family, what we consider, you know, mother, father, uh, paternal, maternal, or whether it is a constructed piece of your best friends or your partners or your, your loved ones, someone that is close to you. Uh, we want to spend meaningful time uh, with with our family members. And one of the things that prompted me to, to talk about this today coming, I'm going to say coming out of COVID, although I do realize uh, what's going on in the world. I do think we're in a much better place this time this year versus where we were this time last year. So I'm going to be optimistic and say coming out of COVID. Um, we realized a lot of things while we were in COVID. Uh, we had an opportunity and I'm going to label it that way. We had an opportunity to spend quite a bit of time with folks that we don't normally that we don't normally get the chance to spend so much time with. One of the things that I thought was relatively ironic and that was tested is tested is that many times we say that, hey, I wish I had more time to spend with my family. And then we got that during COVID. And then I wish I worked from home. <laughs> we got that during COVID. And what we found out is be careful what you wish for. OK, be careful of what you wish for, because we got it. And many of us found that we didn't particularly like it or it took us a while to get used to it. So um, today, our, our topic again is meaningful ways for easy family time ideas for fun and for meaningful connections. If you're not careful, you can spend a lot of time around people that you are related to people that you actually do love and not really make a connection. I am a parent of four kids. Three are out of the house at this point and I've got one left. So I've seen this happen a number of times. If you're not careful, your kids can grow up relatively quickly and they can be off to college and off into their lives. And you haven't really made a meaningful connection and you have to be purposeful as it relates to your time and your intention in order to make those connections. It happens really fast. I mean, you say 18 years and you think that's a long time, but really it's 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 not. Uh, there's so much in those years, school, you know, and uh, work for you travel there there's there's so many things that could potentially pull you parent and and kid apart that you have to be intentional as it relates to your time so that you can really really make meaningful connections and what better way to do it than when you're at home you know you can formulate some type of fun and you know fun memories uh, with your kids, with your wife, with your partner, with your husband, uh, with your grandparents. Some of us have uh, extended uh, family living with us during these times uh, with our great aunts, with our godparents, whatever the case may be. Uh, there's always a way to really engage with family members to 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 bring our relationships to that next level. And for me, I come from a big, big family on both sides. Uh, on my father's side, I would say it's the largest where there are probably about 36. I have about 36 or 38 cousins and my grandmother had 10 kids. 
On my mother's side, not as many, but still a lot. So I probably only have about mm, 18 cousins on that side. Uh, But there are a lot of us. And the way I was brought up, family was was a center point of everything that we did. So whether it was holidays, whether it was church, graduation, marriage, it all sort of uh, centered around, concentrated on family. So as we talk about this today, you can probably go back to some of the thoughts you have in terms of your childhood. If you're currently not a child as an adult, you always go back to your childhood and you think, how how was my family? Did we eat at the table every night? Did I have engaging conversations with my parents? Am I currently having engaging conversations with my children? Am I having engaging conversations with my partner, with my spouse? How am I doing there? If you're not careful, you can uh, look up and not really know the folks that are sleeping next to you or in the house with you. So we want to avoid that. And so today I'm going to give you some ways to do that. So spending intentional time together, intentional time together. So let's talk about the word intent. Intent is different than um, it, intent promotes the thought of a plan or organized effort. OK, a plan or organized effort. Before COVID in my household, we were all on a routine. Many of us were. On a routine. And if, you know, my daughter was going to school, so I woke up in the morning to take my daughter to school. My son was off in college. He only came home periodically. My wife works and she would leave at a certain time to go to work. She would come home at a certain time. I work from home. So I would come back home and I would be here. Just me and my dogs working. I would leave to go pick up my daughter at a certain time. I would take her to swim practice. By that time, my wife would have come home. She spent a few hours here by herself because we didn't get home from swim practice for a certain time. And then around eight o'clock or so, we're all here together and you have about an hour for homework and for dinner and different things. And they were all off to bed to do it all over again the very next day. Well, what happens when you're locked into a routine like that is that you lose sight on intention and spontaneity and quite honestly, each other because the activities and the programs are what you're involved in or what you're involved in. So during COVID, it gave us an opportunity. COVID broke all of our programs. COVID broke all of our uh, regular standardized modus operandi. All things we were used to doing, we were no, we were no longer able to do. And I see that as a good thing because it really gave us the time to do some introspection and also ex in terms of expecting, or I'm sorry, uh, examining our daily lives and activities. Is this something that we want to do? Is this something that needs to be done? Is this crucial? Is it critical? What would happen if we didn't do it? We find out a lot of times during COVID that, hey, if if 
certain things are more important than other things. Certain things are more important than other things. And one of the things that I found that was very, very important was the time that I was spending with my family, with my kids and with my wife. So I thought I'd bring onto the podcast today. That was a very long, exacerbated intro. Uh, I thought I'd bring onto the podcast today these easy ways to create meaningful and fun family time. Fun family time. Now, when you think about it, most of us probably do actually spend a fair amount of time with our kids. Uh, we get them out of bed in the morning. If they're small, of course, we tuck them in at night, which I used to love. I used to love that. We chauffeur them around. I still do that, of course, because all of my kids don't have their driver's license. And we take them to the various activities. You know, my kids are swimmers, but maybe your kids play softball, baseball, football. We're in football season, so maybe your kids are a football player or a cheerleader, whatever the case may be. Let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um, way to communicate and it is through text. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send us a text message when you're done listening to this episode. We'd love to know what your thoughts are. And then lastly, please go into our digital store. We've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast. There are ways for you to download these worksheets and eBooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. We ate our meals together, but I know every family doesn't sit down at the table and eat together. But let's suppose that we do. We eat some meals together each week, and probably the one of the things that we share the most is that we sit down and watch TV together. All of us, and I'm talking about my family now, but all of us, we have programs that we watch with each other. There are family time programs where we're all watching a movie or we intend normally Friday nights are our movie nights and everybody gets their snacks and their popcorns. And we're all in front of the TV. We've agreed on a movie and we watch. Sometimes my daughter and I, both of my daughters, we love to watch things like Amazing Race and Big Brother on CBS. My wife and I have very different uh, connected programming we watch. We watch different things together, but we have time together. And those are times that although we're watching TV, we're doing it together. And those are intentional times in my mind. Now, the converse of that would be if everybody split over the house and they're on their different devices and they're doing different things, but they're not really spending time together. Spending time apart is OK, but assuming you've had that intentional family time already. Not that this is the norm. I wouldn't be okay with it if this was the norm. If we never ate together, we never had intentional conversation, and we never spent time together, and we're always separated, looking at different screens, and we're doing that every day, I wouldn't be okay with that. So what we want to do today is give you some ideas about how to spend family time, quite honestly, Intentional time with your family and make it meaningful. All right. Now, if you think about a typical family dinner 
or other meal your family regularly shares. You might ask your kids general questions about their day, probably get back vague responses in return. Perhaps the kids complain about what you fix for them to eat, or they may be bickering at the dinner table and maybe mealtime is not as pleasant. One way to break out of this uh, all too common routine is with uh, a game. The reason talking with the kids often seems unsatisfying is because we're asking them questions on our level, too open ended, and we get vague, uninspired, unenthusiastic answers a lot of times. Kids often need more specific questions to help them recall details of their day. I, I, I can agree with that, uh, especially the younger the kids are, the more questions you have to ask to kind of pull it out. So it basically entails having your kids tell you the high points of their days. You can take it a step further and you can have some table topics, a popular card set for families that has tons of questions to get kids talking. So there's a there's a game where it says table topics and you just kind of pull out a topic and you kind of go with that. And whoever's turn it is, they kind of launch out into answering that question. Here are other ways to turn routine parts of your day into more intentional family time. So number one, I mentioned to you that we have a Friday night movie night, but let's say instead of having a movie night where you were all just watching the screen, why don't we have a family game night? Now we actually in my family have both of those movie night usually is a Friday and game night usually is on a Saturday. So we do Scrabble. We have a wonderful game that we love because we're big Disney nerds and we have a seen it game. It's called seen it. It's a television type of recall monopoly uno, you name it. We, we really knock it out here. We don't do it every week, but we do it quite often. And during COVID we were doing it quite often. So that's, that's an option. At bedtime, if you do have small kids, as you're tucking them in, read out loud to them for about 10 minutes. When you're driving your kids to activities, which I'm the I'm the chauffeur for my kids and I've always had. And I love that part of my life. I love that part of my day. I've honestly given up opportunity to go back into offices and, you know, increase my uh, net worth on a larger scale to spend more time with my kids because I know this time is not going to be always and it's more valuable to me than actual money. But as you're chauffeuring your kids around, don't allow any electronic comments. Uh, I'm sorry, electronic devices. Play games instead of the games on the phone. So you guys in the car could be doing I Spy or some sort of recall game. You can tell jokes or you can even do brain teasers in the car. Or just have a great conversation. Next, you can invite your kids into the kitchen to help you make dinner. Now, my kids love this. I'm the chef in my house. And I'm taking liberties by saying that I'm the chef in my house. And all of my kids want to know how to cook by the time they go to college. And when I was a kid, it wasn't an option. My mom uh, insisted that we knew how to do certain things around the house before we left the house how to wash our own clothes, how to keep the house clean, how to cook. Those were basics when in my day you had to know those things before you went off to school or else you were considered uh, <laughs> you were considered pretty ineffective. So I knew how to do all that. And I'm passing those wonderful treasures down to my to my kids. So I love to cook 
and I love to have them in the kitchen with me to teach them how to cook. And they all seem to really enjoy that as well. Because, listen, if you want to increase a kid's um, confidence uh, and you want to be able to to kind of boost their enthusiasm about things that they're doing, particularly things that they can do, uh, cooking is one of those things to do that. Because something they've made that other people cooking is about love and about sharing love and you do it through food, or at least that is my interpretation. And when people say how much they love your food and they compliment your food, they're complimenting you. And what a great way to boost a kid's confidence through uh, them becoming mini chefs and understanding how to cook and provide uh, food for others and for themselves. So you kill number of birds with one stone. Now, what about fun and quirky occasions? Many families have special traditions when it comes to major holidays. I know I do. One of the ones that I love the most, one of the ones that I love the most is we have pajama Christmas. No one gets out of pajamas. I buy pajamas for everyone. They don't necessarily have to be matching, but they're Christmas pajamas. And all day Christmas Day, everybody is dedicated to staying in their pajamas all day. And we have breakfast and lunch and dinner all in our pajamas. We open gifts all in our pajamas. And it is the most fantastic tradition. Now we have others. So in your family, think about traditions that you have. Um, you may have traditions around the holidays. You may have traditions around when school starts. You may have traditions around birthdays. Or if you don't, Here's a great opportunity to start some traditions. Here are some ideas. Waffles or pancakes for dinner. Many times, one of the favorites in my house is breakfast for dinner. I'll cook grits and eggs and things like that. And my kids love it. Breakfast for dinner. How about using chopsticks to eat a regular meal instead of forks? Maybe a dance party break. What about funny faces, a funny faces contest when you get to uh, a stop sign in an alternate car? You're making funny faces at another car. What about indoor camping? My daughter absolutely loves this. I think every kid to some degree loves this because I remember doing it when I was a kid. If you've ever made an indoor tent, I'm not talking about a tent you get from Walmart or Target or from your local sports store. I'm talking about you get the big comforter or some large blanket off of your bed or your mom's bed. You go down to the living room and you launch it off across the couch and you're holding with a book over here and a plant over there. And it spreads across the rug and you and your brother, you and your sister are underneath the tent and you have sort of a fort, you know, situation going. I used to love to do that. And I did it all the time with my brother growing up and I see my kids doing it. Well, they're bigger now, but my youngest daughter loves to do this. She loves to make these forts. Now it, it makes a mess, but it is super, super fun. And that's what we're calling indoor camping. Another thing that my wife and I uh, find very, very enjoyable is walks. Uh, when the weather is right, we usually embark on a daily walk. It gives us time to exercise and time to talk and to share and to spend time together. No, it's not a date and it's not a fancy restaurant and no one has to get dressed up, but it is some of the more precious time because we're able to spend time on a regular basis together and just talking and sharing our ideas. 
And quite honestly, sometimes we walk and we don't even talk. We're just together. We're just together. So those are some ideas, some additional ideas. I love this uh, next idea. It's called staycations. Staycations. Now, if you can't travel, which few of us could in these last few months, uh, staycations are great. And there are a number of ways to enjoy staycations. Now, staycations could mean spending time, your family vacation at home, doing different things that you would normally do. Like, I don't know, um, eating chocolate for dinner or playing games uh, for breakfast, whatever you decide to do on your vacation or your staycation. No chores, no cutting the grass, uh, things of this nature. Also, what do you think about exploring your own backyard? If you've got a nice backyard and maybe it's fenced in and you have a tent, that's an excellent way to create a staycation for you and for your family. You can camp out in your own backyard. Maybe you have a swimming pool in your neighborhood or maybe you have a swimming pool at your house. What a great way to create some family competition than racing, racing in the pool. My kids are swimmers and they would beat me almost every time. Uh, The last thing I'm going to offer to you is spending time doing things that kids like to do. Kid stuff. What do kids like to do? Kids like to play video games. Kids like to really use their imagination. Kids like to ask a lot of questions. Now, it amazes me how creative kids are, and you can see how elaborate they can build and do things when you, uh, you know, when you allow them to use that imagination, uh, you know, put the tools around them. Let's say, for example, my son uh, was a huge and still is video game person. So I identified that early on. And what I began to do, because I like video games, too, is I began to buy him more and more video games. And I began to see that my son would get a video game. And in two days time, he would have completed the game he would have defeated the game and he'd be like all right dad i need a new game that's how good he was with video games so kids love video games and even if you don't it's something that they love to do and it wouldn't hurt to do something that the kids love to do for a change just to create that meaningful family time maybe uh offer your kids a game you played when you were a kid well, we didn't have all these video games and we didn't have all these TV channels, that's for sure. Or maybe you did. I didn't. Uh, but offer them a game that you used to play. When we were kids, we had very little resources. So we had to be very creative. And one of the things that we loved to do was ride our bikes and we would make ramps and we would jump things and we would have willy contests. We loved any ball we loved to throw, whether it's a baseball, football. It didn't matter if it was a ball. We could play with it. So spend time with your family just throwing a ball. Maybe set up a badminton net or a volleyball net in your yard. Offer the neighbor's kids to come. Create a competition. Do this maybe once a month. How exciting, how great would it be to have a neighborhood competition in volleyball or badminton? Those are just a few ideas. 
Those are just a few ideas. But I think it's enough ideas to get you to thinking about different ways that you can create family time, fun family time that's going to develop into meaningful connections for you, for your spouse, your partner, and of course, for your kids. This is a brief one today, but I thought it was meaningful. Um, I hope it adds some value to you. I'm sure it did. Uh, I'd like to know in the comments on our Facebook page and our Facebook group, we're going to put some of these uh, uh, posts up with some of the research that we did, because there is actually a book that has innumerable ways. It's 52 or more ways to create fun family time for meaningful connection. I'm going to put up on our Facebook page. I'm going to let you go over and read through that because they're going to list many more uh, versus what I've listed today. But I just want to get your juices going. Uh, We're coming toward the end of summer. My daughter actually is back in school, and I know many of your kids are, or at least they're going back soon. And we're coming up on our favorite times of the year, which is the fall, and which is our holidays and things like that. And I think coming out of COVID, that we need to be really mindful about these connections now because we lost connection for so long. For so many months, we were not able to do certain things. And now we're starting to get back to be able to do those things. Let's not lose the insight that we had when it was not there. Let's not lose that sensitivity. Let's keep that at the forefront of our mind. And let's be mindful of these connections with our family. So that was the whole purpose of this today. So I want you to go out, create some uh, ways for you to connect with your spouse, with your family, with your kids, with, you know, the ones that you love and make it meaningful guys thank you so much for joining me each and every week we'll be back in two days with more of things you should know i hope you're having a great day and you're having a great week and a great month talk to you soon That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.